Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, joining us today, we have Bethy. Is that, did I say that correctly? Uh, so my name is actually Beth. Bethy is just a nickname, but yeah, you can call me Beth. Okay, Beth, the Vermont hiker, right? Yep. Awesome, awesome. And as always, you know, we got to start with the disclaimer that we know we're not mental health pre- professionals. We're just here to talk about mental health and the outdoors. Um, and you know, if there's a huge takeaway from this, is just to make sure that we keep the discussions going and uh, basically keep the nuance going and if you do feel like that you need help, we always encourage to make sure that you seek it. And uh, yeah, so let's get started. So uh, yeah, so I ran across your profile on Instagram and uh, I saw that you had a lot of hiking pictures and everything and, you know, a lot of hiking content, which I do love to hike. And uh, I'm actually from California. So I used to hike a lot there before I moved to Texas, which, you know, kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit because it's a little bit more flat, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, tell us more about like what, you know, what start, what got you started in hiking, you know, what got you started, what made you want to do your Instagram profile and such like that? Um, so hiking, I, uh, so I quit smoking cigarettes, like almost, well, it'll be two years in August. So that was a huge, a huge thing for me. Um, I was working in a restaurant and I was working like 50 plus hours a week and I was like super, super depressed and I was drinking all the time. And I just, I just really like hated my life, you know? So then we started going camping at like state parks and stuff. Um, and then part of that is hiking and like hanging out at the lakes and kayaking and all that. And I just started feeling like a lot happier. Um, so then like if you're a smoker and you're trying to hike, it's pretty much impossible. You know what I mean? Like, especially going up mountains and stuff, like it was just not enjoyable. And I mean, I wanted to see the views, but I couldn't breathe. (laughs) Um, so I quit smoking cigarettes and then, when I quit smoking cigarettes, I had to stay busy. So I just started hiking like all the time. Like if I could go hiking every day, I would, I started trail running, I started jogging, I started doing yoga all the time. Um, and I quit my job. (laughs) I quit my job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and, uh, so we, we kind of had like a little bit of a buffer saved up. Uh, this was before COVID. Um, so like, I kind of just took some time to kind of like recoup, you know, from working so much and being Mm. so unhappy, um, and I took like a few months and then I, I started my own business and I just clean houses now, which gives me a ton, a ton of free time to go hiking, mm-hmm. whether it's during the week or the weekends, you know what I mean? My schedule is so flexible and like, I don't, I don't think I've ever been this happy before, you know, like ever felt this like clear before. Um, and a lot of it is just hiking, you know, just being outside the fresh air, like the physical challenge. Uh, but planning, you know, just getting to the hike sometimes, you know, can be a challenge, uh, especially yeah. during winter, because some of the roads are like literally shut down. So you're just tacking on, you know, an extra four miles to your 10 mile hike. You know what I mean? So yeah. just a lot of things to think about. But yeah, so that's that's kind of like I love every aspect of hiking. I like the planning. I like the hiking. I like the coming down. You know, I like reviewing the pictures and the videos, everything, every part of it. Yeah. 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 Like, um, like I was telling you before we started recording, like I used to, uh, I used to hike quite a bit when I was in California, especially off the coast. Um, it was fun just kind of like hiking down like the coast, like the little, the little cliff area and then seeing like the whales just splash up, like, you know, pretty close to you, to you. So it's pretty, you know, yeah. it's, it's just fun being out in the outdoors and you don't really think about a whole lot of stuff. Like I've gone into like a hike on a bad mood and then just leave out like really relaxed and really, and I don't even think about what I was angry about before, you know, so totally. Yeah. I completely forget. Yeah. So it's very, it's very fun. Um, I'm really recently like, well, my problems with like mental health here in Texas was actually when COVID hit. Um, I'm not a person that likes, that needs to stay home a lot. And I I like to at least be outside uh, Mm -hmm. and have some kind of human interaction. So the fact that, you know, people were scared of like, you know, talking to each other and then, on top of that I was working from home so not even now, now I didn't even have the drive to like really relax me a little bit so it was it was a mess and then it just so happened that I had a fishing rod at the time I hadn't really done any freshwater fishing I've done some salt water before but you know again I'm out in north Texas so it's not you know the beach isn't that right. close and uh basically I was like, all right well I'm gonna learn how to fish today and that's how I started and that's why like my my Instagram's primarily fish but you know I, I like all aspects of yeah. outdoors. I, I recently got into totally. archery and that's also that's just cool. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Archery. I tried that in high school and it, I hurt myself pretty bad. <laughs> but, oh, God. Uh, yeah. It, that's a really cool, that's a really cool sport. My sister was into it for a little while too, but um, yeah. do you, do you hunt or no? 
Uh, not yet. Uh, I've done some dove hunting, but uh, oh. that was, you know, with the shotgun. So, like, yeah, yeah. cool. No, not really, not really with the bow. I, really, I want to get proficient enough so I can go bow hunt. But that'd you know, be really cool. Yeah, I used to have an office mate that would do bow hunting, and he, mm -hmm. you know, he was just really, really passionate about it. You know, it was it was more than just like going to get meat. You know what I mean? It was almost mm -hmm. like almost like a ritual to him. You know, but yeah, uh, yeah hunting hunting's a pretty cool thing. You know, my husband just started to get into it this year. And uh, mm -hmm. just the idea of being able to, like, provide your own food, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. through, like, nature's avenue, you know what I mean? Like, rather than going to the grocery store and eating a cow that had, like, a really sh crappy life, you know, like, you can go out and get meat enough to, like, survive, like, the whole winter. Like, that's that's pretty decent, you know what I mean? Yeah, and but, there's, uh, a lot, there, there's a lot of benefits to it, not just the meat itself. Like, pe like it's underrated how many benefits, because people think, like oh well you're gonna go kill an animal you know that you're not respecting nature but it's a little bit the opposite because like especially I totally like you, agree right like if you're it's stalking opposite, an animal totally. like you're stalking an animal you see it like actually behave how it's supposed to behave in nature so yeah you actually yes. yeah you, it's like you the know, most natural to, thing <laughs> right and you, you get to see like like okay Bam, bambi's dad will kill you if it sees you so it's not as like you know, friendly, you know, cuddly, like you see in the Disney movies. So yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. Hunting's a pretty cool thing. Um, like I said, my, my husband, he just spent, he spent so much time like stalking, you know what I mm. mean? Like up on the mountaintops looking for bunny rabbits, you know what I mean? Just crazy, crazy stuff. And he'd be up there before the sun rises, he'd be out there for hours, you know what I mean? Mm. Like talk about dedication, but it's also, it's, it's similar. I mean, it's hiking. You know what I mean? Like hunting is hiking. Only you have a gun and you have a different intention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he said the same thing. It's so like clarifying, you know what I mean? To be up on that mountain before the sun, you know what I mean? Like in your element, like doing what humans were meant to do. Um, yeah. It's healing, you know, and it keeps us sane and it gives us something to do, something to like look forward to. You know what I mean? Yeah. I definitely recommend people watch a uh, meat eater on Netflix because you got, you get more of a, experience as to i mean it's probably the, the closest thing you can get of you know in terms of like a, the hunting experience without actually going hunting so you can kind of so people can understand it better um like steve ranella like i follow that guy all the time and he's like the one that i don't know if he produces a show but he hosts it and uh yeah like you you learn a lot and like i even talk to hunters all the time and it's like it and uh my perception of hunting has definitely changed because i like i said like you know after talking to hunters and even seeing like different shows like that like we actually see how like, you have to stalk an animal sometimes for days and you don't even get anything back, but then you, you mm -hmm. really are out in the nature. And like you said, like it, there's a lot of hiking involved. Like you have to hike 12 miles into pub public land or 20 miles into public land just to be able to see an animal because it's not like you're going to park up next to a trail and then the animal's just going to appear and you just go yeah. and that's it. Or, you know, yeah, they don't usually know. hang out on the trails. Usually, <laughs> you know, they yeah, might they don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they get the it. Whole point, the whole point is that uh, they don't get shot or, you know, hit with yeah. an arrow. <laughs> it's yeah, not like they're going to just Hey, bullseye. No, you know, so it's like, <laughs> right. Hmm. But yeah, totally. It's just, it's a cool thing. I don't know. And like I said, just being outside, um, especially during COVID, uh, because everything changed, you know, mm. like, like we used to be bar flies, <laughs> you know, and then even like after I quit smoking and kind of like really reduced my drinking, we still like really like to go out to dinner. You know what I mean? That was like a huge social aspect of our lives. So yeah. like, when everything shut down, you know, like we kind of stopped hanging out with those people, you know, so then we started hiking. So then you look for people with the same interests, you know, so then we started hanging out with hikers <laughs> and then yeah. I, I don't know. And that's actually, so that's uh, so we joined, my husband and I joined the green mountain club and they take care of the long trail in the state of Vermont. It's just volunteers. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's some staff, but, um, so we actually, we joined that in hopes of finding more hiker friends and then COVID happened. <laughs> mm. So we ended up like not, we, we went to like two volunteer events, you know, but we didn't really, you know, it's not like you're rubbing elbows with them because it was COVID, you know? So it's like bummer. <laughs> bummer. Yeah. But yeah. It is, we, we adopted part of the trail and we get to take care of it and that's fun. Um, okay. We have to, we get to go out and like clear gutters and, you know, chop out down trees and stuff like that, as long as it's safe, obviously. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been a, a big, huge driving part of hiking too, is, is joining the Green Mountain Club and taking care of the long trail. And like, we're making plans for the summer to do like section hiking the long trail, you know what I mean? Just mm. 
like I said, it's something to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. So how long have you been hiking then? More or less like this, it sounds like maybe like the last two years, maybe somewhere around there. Dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. when Ross and I, so Ross and I got together, we got married about 15 years ago and um, we were really into hiking when we first got together. I think cause that's what like kids did. You know what I mean? Mm. But uh, then we started like working, you know, and then you start pursuing like the American dream of having a fancy car and a big house and all that stuff. And then, then you wake up one morning and you're like, well, sh- shit, I guess I don't really want all this stuff. <laughs> so then, yeah. uh, then we started hiking again, you know? So yeah, I would say for the past two years, we've been pretty dedicated to hiking. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. How about I mean, you? Uh, hiking. So let's see. Hiking. Uh, probably I started, my first hike was probably nine years ago, I think. Nine years ago. Yeah. Uh, it was with a friend that, you know, I met through college and, you know, she, she's still hiking a lot and everything. So uh, she just invited me. She invited me to multiple hikes before I actually, you know, you know, follow through with one. But yeah, that's, that's kind of where I started. And then maybe shortly after that, like I was basically, I'm, I'm, thinking back in like 2014 is when I first started getting like into like firearms, like specifically for hunting and then uh, started getting into like fishing, like the saltwater fishing. And that was pretty fun. Uh, But it wasn't until like COVID happened where I started getting into freshwater fishing. And then uh, I started meeting a bunch of uh, other fishermen and it was pretty cool because like, you know, it was kind of weird at the first because it was like, Oh, are you like just as scared as COVID as other people? Like, I don't know, like we're kind of like trying to feel each other out, like, you know, make sure like we, we were on the same page. Which, uh, you know, it's not not that anything bad or with that, but it's just like, you know, everybody wants to take it differently and that's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what led me to the podcast, which was kind of like what I tell people all the time. Like, I got tired. Like, it was already bad enough, like, that mental health wasn't really discussed a lot before COVID. And then it just, the decline was just, it just shot down, like, really bad, like, once COVID hit. And uh, it was just something that wasn't really talked about a whole lot. Like, you know, like, you know, your story that you shared with the experience that you just shared with us, like you basically took control of your life, you know, you quit smoking and then you started hiking, you started your own business, you know, that's the kind of stuff that needs to be talked about more. Like, you know, it happens, it happens more, more than people think, but people sometimes probably might think that it doesn't happen a lot because they don't hear it a lot. That's true. You know, we, have yeah, totally. the, we have the media that kind of likes to sell conflict and then that spills into social media, which a lot of people are entrenched in. And uh, especially younger, the younger generations, because that's what really keeps all those platforms going, just the young, younger people. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. COVID's been crazy. I, I hear you with the mental health, too. Like, there's just such a big change, you know, like, and, and like a lot of people lost their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. like my husband, he lost his and that, that was a hard hit, you know, it, it, and it's not even necessarily like, not even talking about like financially, but like when you go from being needed you know and having a like set schedule and something that drives your life to absolutely nothing (laughs) overnight he didn't even like know what to do with himself you know what i mean he's like i have like he's in his adulthood i don't think he'd ever had that much free time Mm -hmm. you know so again let's go outside (laughs) you know and a lot of times too you know it's hard to get yourself motivated to even like get out there and start hiking but as soon as you're out there you know and and you see the views or your blood is pumping or the you know the wind blows you know then you're like okay i feel better you know and then it's just funny too because a lot of times i gotta like twist his arm to get him to go out you know and then we'll get to the top and he'll be like oh man i'm so glad i came out here you know and i'll be like i knew you would be i knew you would be but uh that's how it always starts yeah 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 sometimes like i said it's in during winter it can be a bit of a bear to get motivated um just because it's it, so like my first winter hike this year i went with a good friend of mine and she's like super fit like i would say she's probably more fit than i am she's like more dedicated to like a healthy diet and uh so it was like it was rated as moderate and i think it was like six and a half maybe seven miles and i was like we'll be done with this in four hours tops no big deal we got back to the car and it was like six hours. It was like a crazy, crazy hard hike because there was like, uh, so at the base of the mountain, there was mud. And then mm-hmm. at the top of the mountain, I'd have to say there was probably like almost three feet of snow. You know what I mean? So like oh, wow. you're, it was a decent elevation gain over 1500 feet. So, I mean, that's, that can be difficult in and of itself. 
but then you mm -hmm. add in the snow and it's like walking in sand you know what i mean it like sucks your feet in every step that you take you like sink down you gotta go up again you know and like you dress because it's cold but then you have so many layers on and you're working so hard <laughs> that you just end up taking all your layers off and then you know you're carrying all the stuff up the mountain <laughs> it's just oh yeah. my god it was it was hard like it was like shockingly hard and uh like i got back and that was like the first hike in a long time i'd say at least six months that my legs hurt like i was in pain like i had to like take the next day off to actually recover <laughs> oh, god, but um, yeah. yeah like it's just a challenge and then like i said sometimes like the roads and the state parks in vermont they close during winter so mm -hmm. getting to anything like i said you're you're tacking on extra miles sometimes maybe not miles but at least a mile sometimes like it's just something to think about you know yeah. time constraints and everything yeah i got a little bit of a taste of what it's like to you know walk basically in like five feet of, of sand um just because like when you know when there was a, the recent winter storm here in texas uh once i went out to go run i just felt my feet sinking in a little bit every single time i would run and it was just one of those things where like, oh my God, like two miles seem seems pretty intense right now. And it's like not even because of the, you know, the wind. I, I think the wind chill was at negative one and the yeah, overall temperature rough. was at seven. Yeah. And I mean, the funny thing though is I enjoyed that run. It's probably my most favorite run ever, just because like all that cold hitting me kind of like like boosting my adrenaline. And I was just running and I was yeah. like, okay, am I gonna slip on this? Like, you know, kind of like it was like a little bit of a challenge, right? Yeah. And totally. uh, but when I stopped running and I was just kind of like playing around in the snow and all this stuff, all of a sudden, like, you know, the sweat just freezes and that oh, was yeah. not pleasant at all. So I went oh, running what? right back, changed and then totally. went back on the snow. <laughs> totally. I hear you. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been on a few hikes where, where like the front of my head, you know, from sweating was just like ice, you know, it was like mm -hmm. a patch of ice <laughs> or like having like, you know, a mask on your face. Cause it's so cold by the end of it. It's just like a little sheet of ice. Cause, there's so much condensation, you know, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, wind chill, factoring in a wind chill, like, oh my God, especially on some of these peaks, that's brutal. You know, like I was in Stratton the other day, that's not even really that high up. And uh, it was insane. It was like 70 degrees and the wind was just howling. You know, I was like, I, I, like it like hurt. It was so cold, you know, but yeah. uh, again, that's one of those things you got to like factor into your winter hike, you know, and, and besides that, like your shoes, like, you don't just wear, like, a pair of, like, regular kicks up the mountain in the winter, you know? Like, you got to have cleats or snowshoes, you know? You got to have, like, robust, really warm shoes. It's just crazy. Things that I wouldn't have even thought of until, obviously, you get into it and you're like, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, it's winter. I'm going to freeze so, up there. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of, <laughs> like, what I, what I was trying to, like, have you on here for because, you know, like, most of your – most uh, I got – I started following your content right around winter. So um, mm -hmm. most of the stuff that I've seen you post has, you know, has been covered in snow. Uh, so what do you recommend actually? Like in, when you, if you are in like a snow area, like for me personally, like if I had to choose to go somewhere like to live, I'd probably choose Flagstaff, Flagstaff, Arizona, just cause yeah. there's the, I think the amount of seasons there is pretty you know, legit and you know, there's a lot of snow, but what do you recommend like people taking besides, you know, we already talked about like the hikes or something with like a lot of traction, but I mean the hikes, the, the, the cleats uh, or something yeah. with a lot of traction, but what else do you recommend? Like, well, how do you prepare for a, a hike? And obviously I'm assuming that, you know, that you would need a, what is it? A four by four to at least get to some kind of like point where you can start your trail. Right. So, so we have like, we have a Subaru Impreza. It's like the mm -hmm. lowest riding Subaru you could possibly get. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But uh, it does really well. We have like studded snows and, you know, you just go tooling around on the back roads. It's not a problem. But um, when it comes to like hiking gear, I always say like, first of all, if you're going to hike somewhere, you should do it with somebody um, or you should be really comfortable with that hike because winter, it like, I swear, it like more than doubles the effort of your hike, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the other thing that I always recommend is look up your trails and look at the, um, the reviews, you know, because mm -hmm. a lot of times somebody will be like, oh, you know, there's like a ton of trees down. You know, like it might not even be worth going or it might add a, a lot of time onto your hike, whatever. So I always say, like, look at some of the reviews and like kind of cross reference. Look at multiple sites. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you know what you're getting into. And if you're hiking by yourself, make sure that you let somebody know where you're going and that you check in on a regular basis. But um, as for equipment, I always wear leggings, some pretty decent socks. I like um, Darn Tough. Vermont Darn Tough socks are my favorite. Uh, okay. And then I have, um, it's a lightweight, 
like hiking kind of snow pants. It's not even like water res it's water resistant. It's not waterproof. You know what I mean? But light snow pants, something that's movable. And then I like to wear um, a wicking shirt, a zip up, and then I bring a coat. And then I always bring a hat and a scarf and gloves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I wear Solomon hiking boots that my husband got me for Christmas. They have like this much tread on it you know like these things are super robust yeah like i oh, mean wow. yeah i could probably like break a watermelon if i kicked it you know what i mean like these <laughs> things are pretty intense um but they're you know they lace up really tight they have like the big thick tread on them I, I always wear yak tracks when i go up mountains too or snowshoes um mm-hmm. i actually kind of hate snowshoes because it's like twice the effort on top of twice the effort you know you're walking like a duck it's just insane. It takes so much effort, especially if you're going up a mountain with snowshoes. It's like just so much effort. I really don't like snowshoes. So that's why I stick to the, the micro spikes. Um, and they haven't failed me yet. You can literally like walk right on the ice. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Um, micro spikes? Yep. Micro spikes. Yeah. I use, I use Yak Tracks micro spikes. I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily recommend them because we've actually had a lot of trouble with them this year. <laughs> um, mm. Whether it's like, the plastic breaking or not being like fitting correctly, you know, just, uh, but yeah, I like the micro spikes. Um, you can just strap them right onto your boot and take them off if you don't need them. But, uh, yeah. And then a pole, I would bring a pole. It's good to have a pole when you're hiking in winter. Um, Mm. not necessarily to lean on, but like if you're going to a peak, you should always kind of like test the edge before you step on it. You know what I mean? Cause it might be a false ledge and you might fall down the mountain and die, um, you <laughs> yeah, know? So, that. so that's something to think about. But uh, I mean, like, for example, I was hiking up Haystack, I think last week by myself and there was a girl coming down the trail and I was going up. So she stepped off to the side and she sunk in up to her, like her waist, you know what I mean? Cause that's how, yeah. Right. And I'm like, Hey, do you want me to help you like get out of that hole? <laughs> you know? And she's like, no, no, I got it. But, uh, but so something to think about when you're solo hiking, like if you got to take a pee, like, and you want to step off trail, that's, that's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're going to stink like three, four feet in <laughs> like something yeah. to think about. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So I always say bring a pole just in case, you know, it's kind of like ice know. fishing, kind of like ice fishing. You need to bring a pole, like you check the ice, like as you're walking to like a spot, because yeah. you know, it might be four inches where you're, where you, you know, where you're walking currently, but in the next, like, I don't know, two feet is actually like one inch tail and then you just sink in. Yeah. And you yeah, know, you got to test pe- it. You got to test it first. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people actually, like I've, I've heard of stories about in Michigan where a lot, some, they, there's been a good amount of people that have like lost their lives. Like, you know, because of that, like they don't really, they're a little careless when they're walking on the ice and yep. or they get too antsy and they get on the ice too early before, you know, completely freezes to, to a, where a point where it's safe. So totally. I've, I've heard stories. Yeah. So that's kind of why, like, it's just like, I mean, me, like as a winter person, I'm not necessarily adapt yet. Uh, I was, I was fortunate enough to uh, come to the realization that, I mean, even with, even though it was only like three or four days, like of snow that I can survive in something like that, but anything worse, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know for me, like I, I was lucky that I had power. I know a lot of Texans didn't, and that was very unfortunate. But um, I had I experienced like a minor blackout, and then that was it. I didn't experience anything yeah. else. But but they shut down my water because uh, the people downstairs from my apartment, uh, their pipes bursted because you know they froze and everything. So yeah. I was without water for like four days. And oh at first gosh. I was like, all right, this is cool. And then eventually I was like, okay, time to start boiling snow. <laughs> and then I even went across to the the community pool to just get like the the water just so I can flush the toilet. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. And like the good thing is that uh, people offer me, you know, help that, you know, in, in like, like I think one of my, one of my buddies, like he had everything he didn't lose anything. So, and he had a four by four truck. So he's like, if you need me to pick you up, I'll pick you up. But I was kind of more of like, all right, I want to see if I can survive this first. Like, you know, that's kind yeah, of like tough it I'm, out. Right. Yeah. Cause like, I've never been in this situation. So it's kind of like, I want to, I want to see if I can survive. Cause I mean, I want to know what my limits are and I was really? fine up until the whole thing with like getting the water out of the pool. Cause so I, um, I do smoke a lot of meat. I have a smoker here and, um, uh, I keep my pellets in the five gallon, like just typical warehouse, like buckets and stuff. 
So I had one that was empty and I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go get this and go get the water. Cause the snow, I'm like, it's too much effort for very little water that I'm getting like for each. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, okay, I need to go to the pool. And, um, I got the bucket, I filled it up. And then, um, as I was walking over here, because some of the snow was already melted because people were walking on it and all that stuff. And the sun was still coming out and I'm like holding the bucket and I was like slipping all over the place. I'm just like, Oh, yeah. this is not going to be feasible. Like doing this multiple times. And at that point I was like, well, supposedly they're gonna get the water running one like within the next day i call my buddy i'm like hey can you pick me up so i can at least take a shower in your place and yeah yeah, so um you know i didn't i don't consider that like for me like quitting yet because i mean i lasted three days but it was nice to have a shower it's like why are you gonna suffer if somebody's offering you their shower you know totally totally yeah that's rough too i mean it's one thing to you know go out in the woods and do that you know when you like intentionally go camping but to like be in your comfort zone your home your safety and to not have like those basic necessities that we're used to having i can't really Mm -hmm. imagine that (laughs) you know that's pretty intense yeah and that's kind of one thing that i do encourage people that talk to you it's like let's go uh camping and not necessarily like you know what they what they say glamping like you know when you have a restroom available like just you know let's let's actually go i mean i've only done that once but it's a very humbling experience because I think, uh, I mean, it's in a lot of situations, I feel like part of mental health is how prepared you can be or how ad- easily adaptable you can be. Cause, um, Absolutely. that just basically allows you to tackle any challenge that comes your way. Like when you're out of power, out of light, I mean, granted that, you know, if you need, if you're depending on the refrigerator to like keep certain medications cold, that's a different mm-hmm. thing. But for the most part, like, you know, just, Hey, like, okay, I don't have a T I don't have Netflix anymore. Like, I'm so bored. It's like, dude, like, no, you're not. Like, and people in the 90s, 80s, 70s didn't have all that, and like, they were fine. So it's like, you know, we kind of do. We need we reconnect a little bit to the outdoors in some shape or form. Even just going outside, to be honest, like, um, just doing something, right? So that's why. Just, I, I mean, do... just sitting outside, yeah. Just just letting the sun beat down on your skin. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Watching a cloud go by can be can be healing. You know what I mean? Like, super super healing. Um, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to camping. Uh, I don't know. There's, it's funny. I remember, like, when we first started camping, I was worried because, like, who doesn't watch TV at nighttime before they go to bed, right? right. Uh, so I was, like, worried, like, will I be able to fall asleep, especially <laughs> in the woods without, like, any lights or any noises or whatever. Um, but honestly, like, we would do so many hikes that by the time it was bedtime, like, I couldn't even keep my eyes open. You know what I mean? I was so tired that I had no trouble falling asleep. And it's, like, by the second night that we're in the woods, you know, I just, I usually get really, really good sleep because I'm so tired from not getting great sleep the night before and hiking mm-hmm. probably two days in a row that, uh, it's just amazing. It's like, it almost like resets my body, you know what I mean? And then the sun is up super, super early. So I'm up early, you know what I mean? It's just, uh, I just like, I cannot wait to go camping. I'm like really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I've, um, I've like maybe not so much in the sum- well, depending on what time of day during the summer, but even in in the fall, like when I started fishing, like there's been days where I'm like, like I'll cast out a few times and then I'll just kind of like lay down and just lay down on the grass for a little while, like and just yeah. lay there, you know, with my eyes closed and just kind of like, if it, it feels really really good, like I was just like, you know, why isn't this like talked about more? Like it feels good, like honestly, like it feels good just to get out and then. You know, right around that time, my job was getting stressful too. So it's um, so it was perfect that I ended up doing that, and I ended up discovering like how much I really do enjoy this, like to the point where it's like, I, I mean, I'm 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 kind of exaggerating because, like you said, like who doesn't watch TV when they're going to sleep? But uh, to but to the point where it's like I don't really need a whole lot of television. I I don't really need a whole lot of video games anymore. Like it's like, I just want to go out and fish, and then or go out to the gym, and you know, go go out somewhere, like do some exercise, like. They're starting totally. to open things things up here in Texas, so we're able to actually start like doing outdoor sports. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, uh, I think the first thing I did was kickball in, yeah, in, in the summer, summer last year. Like, they they, they opened up kickball. Uh, they, you know, they did their best to have precautions, but I'll, I'll be honest with you, a lot of people didn't really care. Like, almost every single person playing there was there without a mask. They didn't care. I think yeah. they were just really happy to be back out and get some little bit of form of normality back. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. And like, it was just, 
I mean, that was fun. And it wasn't really so much about like winning at that point. It was just like, dude, I just want to get out there. Cause it's, you know, yeah. it's being around other people, just joking about stuff. And like, totally. I definitely lost yeah. my competitive side. Like, because <laughs> like, it's like, I used to be very competitive because I grew up playing sports, like, you know, basketball, soccer, football and everything. Yeah. And like, then all of a sudden COVID is like, yeah, that's the least of my priorities right now. My priority is just to make Seriously. sure my mental health is like on point, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I hear you. Um, yeah, I do also, uh, I do a lot of uh, like meditation too. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, like guided meditation. Like, I mean, a ton, like a ton. Uh, like I spent, I think like 40 minutes this morning meditating, just different guided meditations on YouTube. Um, it's almost like for me, it's like preventative maintenance. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Like wake up and do do like a gratitude meditation. Like be grateful, be grateful for the things that you have. Like stop trying to get more stuff and just be grateful for what you do have, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of a big thing with hiking too is in my mind is like, it's free. You know what I mean? Even if I have to spend $8 to get into a state park, you know what I mean? I'm not polluting the environment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's the nicest thing I can do for the environment while still like producing endorphins and making myself happy, you know? Yeah. And it's like a thing that I can be grateful for and not have to like bust my butt to get money to have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so many people I think work for a nice big car or a fancy house or, you know, all these, these things that are really, really temporary. Um, mm -hmm. And they get so stressed out and it leads to like not only mental health issues, but like chronic physical health disorders and disease, you know, mm -hmm. and it just makes your life miserable. <laughs> just yeah. like so miserable. I have, you know, I, I have friends that just work all the time, you know, and, and like their whole entire life is just based on their job and their job is to like make millions for somebody else. You know what I mean? Like you're, it's not like you're putting that money in your pocket you know, and then you're so stressed on top of it that, like, you're exhausted by the time the weekend gets around. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why? Why are you doing that? And it's like, well, I really want this car. But what's that car going to bring you? Like a faster yeah. ride to your job? <laughs> you know, because that doesn't sound like fun to me. Um, well, if, if you're a young dude, it's, you know, at least I was guilty of that when I was in, you know, my late teens and early twenties. Like if you want a nice car, you want to be able to like impress the ladies. Right. So, totally. So, you totally. Know, stuff like that, where it's like, now I just really don't care. I wish I would have bought a truck instead. Like, you know, cause the truck, I know useful. dude. Oh my God. I can't tell you how many times we have wished that we bought a truck instead of a Subaru. I mean, I love our Subaru and it like has served us well, but like a truck would have made so many things so much easier, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I guess I just think that, I don't know. I found for me the pursuit of money just sucked. I'm not good yeah. at making money. You know what I mean? But I'm good at hiking. I'm really good mm -hmm. at hiking. I'm good at taking pictures and people like it. You know what I mean? So like, why wouldn't I be doing that? You know, why wouldn't I find a lifestyle that can accommodate that? So being self-employed does that, you know? And I don't know. I don't really like working, I guess. Like my job is easy and I, I have like a handful of clients that are really, really nice and they take really good care of me. Um, mm. It's almost like a friendship, honestly, <laughs> with some of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess when it comes to mental health and hiking, it's better than medication, <laughs> you know? And yeah. It's cheaper. In a lot of instances, it definitely is. Um, so you brought up two good points in the last, like, four, uh, four minutes. Uh, the first one, uh, which is what I was going to ask you, like, do you see the outdoors as a form of meditation, which – I mean, I would, I would assume, I mean, just by the conversation we're having, like, yeah, you would agree that that's the case. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, what do you recommend for people that uh, first want to get into that? Because, you know, like, so like the, I guess the more, I don't know if you would say, I don't know if proper is the right word, but uh, uh, like, cause I, I don't necessarily believe that for the most part, there's a proper way of doing things because if you stick so rigid to something, how, there's no room for innovation. Right. So mm. I don't necessarily believe, you know, that's that to be the case. Like the, I don't like using the word proper a lot for that reason, but totally. Uh, um, like people that think meditation, they think, you know, like just sitting down, 
across like cross with their legs crossed, kind of like going like you know like that or whatever. And or they they see they think of yoga, but the, you know outdoors is not really thought of as like oh that's a meditation tool or even cooking. Like I like to cook, and I think that's my form of meditation. I uh, do but, too. Yeah, like just you know that's you know for me it just mellowed me out completely. Like anything, I could be having the worst day ever, and it's like oh well I get to play around with these spices, cool. So, mm. uh, uh, but yeah, but like like I was saying, so. For somebody that is about to get into the outdoors, and uh, what do you recommend in terms of advice? Because people might think, well, I'm not getting anything out of it. But, you know, I don't know. Do you see any, like, barriers like that might uh, keep them from enjoying the outdoors in the form of a meditation? I think a lot of people, like, whether they would admit it or not, like, the outdoors is scary. You know what I mean? Like, especially if I solo hike, like I feel really, really small when I'm out in those woods on that mountain, you know, and it's really, really humbling. But I think a lot of people are kind of intimidated by the idea of like going out in the woods. You know what I mean? Like it's new and you don't want to look like you're out of shape. You know what I mean? So I feel like there's kind of like this pressure that, that like you're going to be judged or something. You're not, but I'd say go to a state park. You know what I mean? State parks are super well labeled. Um, there's always a ton of people there. There's usually a park ranger in case something bad does happen. Um, but go somewhere, you know, that's close and nearby, you know, kind of put your toes in the water, (laughs) you know, go out into the woods. I mean, luckily, I mean, in Vermont, like where I am, there's like so many trails. It's just insane. I mean, there's easy ones, medium, hard, there's, there's mountains, there's lakes, there's waterfalls, there's caves, you know what I mean? There's just so much. Um, but we also have like easy ones. Like we have one that's a mile around. It's literally like a mile and it's like no elevation gain, you know? And, and mm-hmm. so like, if you were in Vermont, I would recommend something like that. You know, it's super popular. So if something did happen to you or you felt like you got lost, like there's so many people there, you'd be totally safe, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you just gotta, just gotta get out there, you know, and just have to have an open mind, you know? Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, that's a very, very sound advice. The next point that, you know, I wanted to bring up from uh, earlier was because you, you, you did mention like that you're, you're busy working your butt off working to make somebody else rich. Um, I think that's a very, very good point uh, because again, we, and I'm obviously I'm generalizing, but we oftentimes like we work for something because we have a short-term goal and maybe a materialistic goal uh, and we lose sight as to for what do we want that for, right? Like, is there anything better? Am I doing this the right way or whatever? And uh, yeah, like, you know, we get caught up in that and it's, I guess, you know, to use a cliche term, the rat race, right. We get caught in that. Totally. uh, Yeah. And uh, I do believe that, you know, making money is important, but the way you get there is the most important thing, not you getting there. Because like, if you're like, for example, like you're working for yourself, I mean, your, your goal is to be financially stable so you can do all these hiking things because that way you can plan out on your own terms when I want to do it versus like, oh, when do I have time because of my job? Mm-hmm. It's the mental focus uh, is completely different when you have like that mindset where it's like, oh, well, so I'm working for myself. I have to do, I don't know, whatever. I have to ship out like this many orders, but I know that I can do that at night. So in the morning I can go fishing or in the morning I can do a small trail or if I mm-hmm. or if on this day. I'll just work in the morning and then that way I can do some, you know, something outdoors in the night or go camping at nighttime or something, you know, like it, it's definitely, yeah. uh, you free your, like your, your mind. And it's just a one less stressor that you, that you have in the world when you're, when your schedule is revolves around you versus so many external factors. Right. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree with you in that sense that we need to be more focused as to why are we doing things, not just kind of yeah. like go with, go with the flow in some, in some situations, like in, in terms of like the outdoors, I love going with the flow. Cause whatever comes my way, like on a hiking, you know, Hey, let's, let's, I'm kind of interested to see what comes my way. Like, um, I don't know if you ever saw that one video where was it? I think in Utah, some dude was hiking or was going on a trail and then the mountain lion came out and like, was just I did stalking over like six minutes. Oh yeah. Trust me. I saw that. Like I said, <laughs> I think like 10 of my friends sent it to me. Be careful out there. I'm like, I'm in Vermont. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. That yeah. stuff is like, okay, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that dude was scared at the moment, but like, you know, he has a very fun story to talk about now, like, you yeah. know, because he survived. So, yeah. And, uh, and you just, I'm not saying, like you said, you never, you never know what you're going to see, you know, you never know what's going to happen. It's just, it's anybody's, you know, game. Like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. That's why I, I, I do love the woods, whether it's nature that you see or like, 
just the funny things that happen, you know, because you're walking in the woods, you're going to trip, you're going to fall, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's whatever. And it's also, I think it's it's kind of humbling, you know what I mean? Because you are going to trip and you are going to fall and people are going to see you and you're going to yeah. look silly and you're going to be sweaty and gross, you know? Like I said, when it comes to hiking, I just, I really like all the aspects of it, all the yeah. things that go into it. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, if you're not out there, you're not really going to know. Like, you can be uh, tweeting about, like, how, you know, how, like, what is it connected to nature you are, how much you love nature. But if you're doing that from a city and you never go outside of, like, the woods, like, you're really not going to see it, like, firsthand. Like, I mean, when you're missing out, you know, you're you're so, so missing out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I mean, it's not even, like, I'm not necessarily, like, knocking on anybody, like, if they want to, like, you know, do that. I mean, totally however you want to live your life totally up to you right but yeah. you know it's just like if you're gonna be tweeting about nature go outside um because a lot of times and i talked about this with the previous guest where it's like a lot of people like you know they get into that mentality where it's like oh i see it on tv i see it on this and it's like i already know what it's like but then when they get out there they realize it's not like that um so you, like you said it's a humbling experience and then most importantly like you know once you're out there you can really like see like okay i need to respect it and I, I, maybe i wasn't respecting it before beforehand by like not doing it justice or anything and yeah, because that's the most important thing. Like, you're out there, you respect it. Like, even sometimes when I fish, like, I'll have a, a if I have a trash bag where, when I don't forget, like, I'll just pick up trash, like, you know, along this, like, along the side of the bank or wherever. Totally. Uh, <laughs> I had a funny story where uh, I went to some grasslands out here in Texas and uh, I was fishing and I wanted to get to the other side of the pond because there was not a whole lot of bank access and where I was fishing from, even though there was still good fishing, but I, I wanted to go to the other side. So, I went through the woods and then all of a sudden, like probably like halfway towards the other side, I start hearing like this, you know, like boars just like kind of like growing, like, you know, yeah. Like I just heard the boars. I'm like, crap. And then all of a sudden I see like the tracks just running fast. And then I was able to kind of like trace the sound to my left side. So I knew they were coming from my left side. So I just started running. I climbed up a tree and then sure enough, like they, they were just kind of staring at me. And I was like, Holy, you know, it was just like, Oh my God, this is my first experience. And, I mean, my heart rate was like ridiculously high. Yeah, yeah and, I bet. Uh, That's scary. <laughs> That's pretty I intense. never knew. I, yeah. And I never knew I can climb a tree so fast, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The things you learn, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, was my, it was my first time, like, and granted, in Texas, you know, you can take a handgun and shoot them if, you know, oh, you right. need to yeah. check yourself. But, sure. but you know it didn't work out for me that way <laughs> yeah yeah and i mean when you're in the in the moment you're like oh my god yeah yeah i can imagine like we saw we saw a bear over the summer like a live little black bear you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh and he wanted nothing nothing to do with us he was just like please don't bother me you know and he's like he kind of like stood still hoping like we wouldn't see him you know what i mean i think that's what was going on but it was crazy scary you know i was like oh my god like what if this thing like turns and mauls me <laughs> which is yeah. like too, it's really irrational because so apparently the bears in vermont are really really passive and they mm. um they have a ton of food so they have no reason to bother anybody or anything you know and they eat like berries and nuts and vegetation they don't i don't even think they eat meat but um mm. but yeah it's just that like irrational fear <laughs> that i'm gonna yeah. die in the woods you know from yeah. a wild animal but i yeah, didn't yeah. <laughs> I thought so. I was gonna die when I got chased by the boar, but I was just like, I found myself up a tree and I was just like, all right, I think I'm safe. And then I, it was just, it was like two big ones and then a bunch of little ones. Like I don't know why the little ones ran at me as well, but I guess they were just following their mom or and dad or whatever. But yeah, it was just like, Ooh. it's crazy though, right? Like the thoughts that go through your head and then like your adrenaline, you know mm. what I mean? And that like flight response, like I gotta save myself. You know, it's like you've never been so human in your life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because, know, um, that's nature, you know, it's just the most natural thing. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And my pre the previous guest that I was telling you about, like, um, he talked, he told me story because he works, I, uh, and he's not necessarily a ranger, but he works something similar in the conservation, sure. uh, form of that. And he was telling me that there's been people that actually like, you know, they, they go their first time, you know, out in the woods and then they see a wild animal and they try to pet it, like thinking that it's just going to be like <laughs> cuddly, like I guess from the movies. And they end yeah. up being like, like their arm gets ripped apart or then get chased yeah. by it. And it's like, yeah, they get messed up. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just like this, this is the kind of respect. He's like, this is the kind of respect that I advocate. Like you got to respect nature. You see a wild animal, leave it alone. Like absolutely. Keep your distance. Near. 
Yeah, we saw um, we saw a porcupine this past summer during we did a sunset hike and then we like came down the mountain in the dark and we saw a live porcupine. He was on a tree. <laughs> it was like the coolest thing in the world, you know. But again, we're like, okay, like keep a reasonable distance. Like he doesn't want anything to do with us, and like that's his house, you know. Like give him some space. But it yeah. was so cool to see like a live porcupine in a friggin' tree. <laughs> like that was crazy. But uh, yeah, and so, so that's another thing with hiking is like there's so many different times you know you can do sunset you can do sunrise you can do midday you can do evening like it's just crazy and every like different time of the day you're gonna see different animals you know what mm-hmm. i mean because it's so it's just crazy you know like hearing owls versus birds something you wouldn't think about but it's pretty freaking cool um mm-hmm. same thing like you don't see chipmunks or squirrels at nighttime you see mice you know i'm like what <laughs> who would have thought <laughs> yeah. right but like that's a thing um, and again, like porcupine, you won't usually see, uh, I don't think you should see a porcupine during the day, you know, it's a nocturnal animal, but um, mm. just cool, cool things that come out at nighttime that I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, you would think, there. and because you see like on TV, you see, you see them like during the day, like when, like, and I, I mean, I refer to cartoons a lot, like you'll see a porcupine, porcupine, like the middle of the day, like I just saw a TV show on Netflix where some guy was feeding porcupines and it was in the middle of the day, but then, you know, from your experience, you you know that they're actually a nighttime creature yeah. versus the daytime. So it's like, yeah, this is this is why like I advocate like trying to go out there in the safest form that you possibly can. Keep your distance. Uh, you really need to see like the animals actually how they're supposed to be living. Mhm. Yeah. It is so, pretty cool. Yeah. And like and like yeah and like so going back to the the point we were on about like you know the whole thing about making money right. So I do believe that everybody should at least have that as a short-term goal. But again, the journey in this type of situation, I a hundred percent emphasize more the journey because you want to be able to have a, like streams of income, but not necessarily in the sense that that's going to be controlling your life. You want it to basically support you being able to go traveling, you being able to go to hike, you even, you know, all that stuff. That's kind of like what my goal became like, versus like, okay, well I went to school, got a job, now I'm just working at a desk and uh, yeah, like, you know, every once in a while I'll travel here and there, but you know, it's like, it's pretty mundane. Like it was just gym work, gym work, gym work. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. The gym was enough to kind of decompress me a little bit, but you know, it's like, it's nothing compared to like right now, like, you know, all right, all right. I can go, you know, work, fish, gym, fish again, go on a hike this weekend just randomly take off and go like an hour south of, you know, where I'm at or two hours south of where I'm at and just spend the day there. Like, you know, like having that freedom, like, yeah, you know, it's about, it's about having like a center lifestyle, you know, and choosing what your center is. Like for me, Mm -hmm. it's hiking, it's being outside. And like you said, I made my job work. You know what I mean? I, I like made my, my money making accommodate my like happiness, you know? Mm -hmm. And the other thing is like you said, like, having an intention, you know, like waking up and being like, okay, I might have to work, but I'm going to go fishing like two times today. You know what I mean? Like that intention, like waking up and being like, like I'm looking forward to today, even though I have to work, you know, that's just like a part of my day, you know, but then I get to go do like what I'm waking up to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, you know, the same thing with me. Like I get done with my work by like one thirty, usually it's the latest. And then I have the entire afternoon to myself or to do whatever I want to do. And a lot of times I just, you know, go hiking, snowshoeing during summer. I love to kayak. Um, but yeah, living with intention, you know, and, and having a purpose, you know, a reason, a reason to get up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and honestly, like sometimes through that passion, you have no idea how you influence the world or how you impact the world. Like, you know, like, like, you know, you've basically said yourself, like, you know, you've got the passion to hike and now you actually want to contribute by like, you know, setting up different tr- courses, you know, help clean them out, help like conserve the, the nature. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, in a very heavily politicized world, I think there, there's a lot more common ground than people actually realize. And like me specifically, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm not like going to be like, I'm not necessarily a tree hugger, but I, Oh my God, I cannot stress in the importance of just cleaning up after yourself when you go out in the woods and all that stuff. Like, it's just, it's just, you know, pick up your trash. Like, just pick up your trash. Like, it's not that difficult. You take a case of oh, beer. It's actually more work to take the case of beer when it's full than to bring it back when it's empty. I and know, you just I leave it you. out there. 
You know, yeah, it's like yeah, I hear you. Totally. And it's like, oh my god, it's a frustration. The frustration because it's like then nobody else gets to enjoy it, and then like realistically, the animals just get displaced, and you don't want that. You don't want any of that. Yeah, and a lot of times they'll shut it down. You know, there's been mm-hmm. like certain areas around us that were um, privately owned, and they would allow the public to go and hike or you know go hang out by the river or whatever. But people kept trashing it up, and so they shut it down. And I don't blame them. Like I wouldn't want people mm-hmm. grubbing up my personal property. You know, like it was nice enough that they were letting us use their property. You know, and yeah. honestly, like when it comes to like leaving stuff behind, that just like blows my mind. You know, it's just I can't even like believe people do that. You know, especially like if you're like in the woods. You know, it just seems crazy to even like have trash with you in the woods. I don't know. I don't. I'm also the kind of person that like we um. We like to reuse instead of recycle. You know what I mean? Mm. So like our sandwich bags are like this weird plasticky stuff that you just wash. You know what I mean? And the silicone stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't like uh, we don't use like Tupperware plastic. We use like the Pyrex, the glass dishes, and stuff like that. Even on a hike, like I'll just wrap it up in like we have cloth napkins that we use. We don't use paper towels. You know what I mean? But I'll wrap it up in that just to keep it safe so it doesn't get broken on the trail or something like that. Um, we always use reusable water bottles, stuff like that. That's something to think about too when you're on the trail is like the trash, trash that you're going to bring with you. Um, a lot of people use those little nut butter packets and that's cool and everything. Just make sure <laughs> you're not losing it as you like try to walk down the mountain, you know? And I, I like, I see those all the time where they like, empty plastic bottles and I'm like, that's crazy. Like this bottle of water this big, that's not going to be enough water. So you bring like 10 of them with you. That's outrageous. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. And then you see the stuff on, on a trail and it's like, oh man, <laughs> it's like puts yeah. me on fire, you know? Yeah. And I've been um, on trails here where there's like little campsites and stuff or little like places where you can just start a, a fire and that's where you see beer cans, soda cans, things like that. And it's like, yeah. Um, and it's like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like the middle ground there is like, dude, trash, just like everybody just pick up after themselves. Like you can, everybody can agree that, because I mean, how can we correct, recommend somebody to go out in nature so you can see nature firsthand if you're kind of messing with it, you know, yeah. by leaving all this trash? Because now the animals have to adapt by either like messing around the trash or moving further in, and then you're never going to see how they're supposed to really be, be living. So how can yeah, you? Yeah, and, it, how and we're already encroaching on their their homes, you know, just by being there. Let alone by leaving our trash behind. You know, like that's just crazy. Yeah. Like I said, crazy. And if I like ever see somebody <laughs> littering on a trail, like, oh man, we saw, in fact, we saw a four wheeler on a trail and um, I just about lost my mind, you know? And my husband was like, Beth, you need to calm down. Like you need to calm down, <laughs> you know? And I was like, no, you know? And, I, and then next thing I know, I'm like, almost like verbally attacking this guy. Cause I'm like, you can't be up here, you know? And then he's like trying to give me these excuses. And I'm like, that's outrageous. Like if mm. everybody, you know what I mean? And oh god, like I said, it just makes me on fire like crazy. Um, you gotta respect the outdoors, you know. Like without the outdoors, like we just literally have nothing. We have yeah. nothing without the outdoors. Yeah, because I mean, people don't uh, people don't really, I think, understand the connection to us and the outdoors. Because I mean, and, and again, I, I don't necessarily fault them for that because it's just how we progress through. I guess if you want to call it civilization. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. like how yeah exactly. I made that same yeah. place too when I hit that way. <laughs> it's um, a lack of education though. They don't even know. Yes. They have yes. no idea. And like without yeah. trees, like we don't have oxygen. You know, like without vegetables, like we don't we we aren't healthy. Um, mm. It's just crazy. You know, people yeah, don't think about you, that. Yeah, you know, and it's like again uh, when you look at like the the changes in climate. Uh, like the perfect example right now is Las Vegas because Las Vegas, you know how it's gained. There, a lot of people are moving over there. So a lot of people that have the money, they want the lawn, right? So that means that they have to import water to basically water the lawns, which, you know, I guess yeah, that's crazy, huh? Yeah. Like if you have the money, fine, go, go, for, go for it. But um, like in Arizona, yeah, no, in Arizona, like <laughs> you can tell uh, which places have the, the most amount of water a- access because they have the lawns, but most of the time, yeah. nobody really has lawns in Arizona, uh, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So if you look at, uh, Las Vegas, Las Vegas didn't have much rain because again, desert, at least that whole area, but now because people are importing water, you know, they're setting up their lawns, uh, all that precipitation that goes into the grass, gets absorbed in the clouds. And now it's raining. Like it's raining a little wow. more frequent than, than before, That's you know? Insane. Yeah. So we, you know, we do contribute to the environment. We do contribute to the climate. And, uh, 
I mean, because we, I mean, we prevented dust bowls. Like, you know, dust bowls yeah. were a thing in the past and we don't have them anymore, totally. right? So, yeah. you know, there's definitely proof of that. But, but it really, realistically, it's just like, we need, like, the education needs to be there. Um, I think at one point, I don't remember, I remember reading something about this like a while back. It's been a while. I have to look it up. But so we used to make up, I think, only like 4%, 10% of the biosphere. Like, and that was when we had like less amount of humans. Now we're actually 90, like close to 90% or even 98% of the biosphere. So it's like, so, we, you know, when you grow up in that, you know, in that point in time where you're like, we're 90% of the biosphere, that means like there, there has to be a lot more like concrete built, you know, for people to like have homes and stuff like that. So you, you think that's the normal, right? Yeah. When it really, it's not so much the normal, it's just what we, where we're at today. Like, you know, so yeah we need that education to help us connect back to the outdoors and nature too. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's common ground. I think I I personally think that like it's common ground and because like you said, uh, it's the cheapest form of help. Like, you know, it's cheaper than medication and it's a lot safer. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I agree a lot safer. (laughs) Yeah. And if we restrict the amount of access to it, then it's like, you know, it doesn't really help us at all. Mm Mm-mm. No, so, I hear you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, we're four minutes before the hour mark. Um, any last thoughts, recommendations, remarks? I mean, no. I guess the only recommendation is to get out there and go hiking. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> and be happy and be healthy. Find out what you're looking for and, and mm. go for it. You know, <laughs> if it yeah. makes you happy, then, then I think that that's what you should do. And I think that so far, um, everything's worked out. You know what I mean? Like I'm not starving in the streets and I have like a roof over my head and a full stomach. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if you do what I think you want to do and you pursue your dreams and everything else just kind of falls in place, you know, I I mean, there's been so many situations where that happens. It's like, I can't even like tell you, you know, there's just so many situations where I have followed what I wanted to do, which is hiking and being outside and exploring. And I've, made new contacts I've gotten new clients you know what I mean I've joined new groups I've made new friends like it's just working out you know you just have to have faith that if you do what do what you're passionate about that life's gonna work out yeah to piggyback on that uh because I was kind of thinking the same thing uh yeah like I think the most important thing too is like try not to let anybody else dictate your happiness or tell you what happiness is because yeah. it's very relative like I mean, there's people that I've seen that are super happy working at a retail mm-hmm. job and you have other people thinking, well, you're a loser if you work at a retail job, but you don't know what they're doing on their free time. And they actually probably have more free time than the per- person that's working a nine to five job. And like, if they're happier, then who cares what that guy thinks? You yeah. know, <laughs> if you're happy, that's like, if you're happy, that's the point of life, right? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, and, and you know, that's the thing like that I want to stress out to people like make sure that you know, to the people who are still watching and listening, mm-hmm. uh, don't let anybody dictate your happiness. Like, obviously, as long as you don't hurt anybody or steal from anybody, because if you're right. happy stealing, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's a different shitty. thing. But yeah, but like, for the most part, you know, just, you know, like, do like, uh, well, yeah, obviously, don't let anybody dictate your happiness. And then also, like, try your best to just kind of like, be prepared for like situations like, you know, things that may, may, might not come up, like, lost a job, you know, try your best to get as prepared as you can. I know sometimes the resources aren't available, but, mm. uh, you know, and yeah, case in point, like just if you're better adapted to moving around in different environments and thriving in different environments, your mental health won't decline as much. And then also the another, another thing too, patience, like we were talking about like how, how does somebody that normally doesn't meditate, you know, get into the outdoors and actually enjoys it from a meditation standpoint, like, yeah, there needs to be patience. Like, you know, it, Things don't happen. Sometimes they happen within a day, within a few hours. Sometimes it takes a week. And the totally. thing, we need a little bit more patience and we need definitely have more faith in ourselves and what we, you know, what we cultivate, what we try to like, you know, see, plant and, you know, and all yeah. that stuff. And yeah. I totally agree. 100%. All right. So, Bethy, so where can they find you? Do you only have the Instagram page or do you have a YouTube um, channel? So I have Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook, and it's all Bethy the VT Hiker. Mm. I, uh, well, the YouTube is just videos of my hikes, pretty much, and mm. then Facebook is pretty much what I put on Instagram. Okay, 
so the so your YouTube is more just kind of like your blogs to a certain degree. Yeah, pretty and, much. Uh, yeah. And I think that's probably the best way to kind of really understand what it's like to go on a hike if you want to, you know, check that out. Like I highly encourage it and check out definitely the Instagram page. I'm not on Facebook, but uh, the Instagram page, that's kind of how I found you. And definitely you do have some very, very scenic stuff that you're posting. So just looking at that is, you know, brings definitely some, I mean, I, it's going to sound cheesy, but definitely brings joy to the people that are like scrolling through your feed glad and everything. to do it. Yeah. That's why I do it, man. Feels good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, that about wraps this up and um, yeah, thanks again for lending me your time. And uh, yeah. So ho I hope we can do this again sometime in the future. So you're definitely, definitely. welcome to, you know, come back on the podcast. More than happy to have you. Cool. Thanks so much. It's been, uh, been nice to be on. All right. Very nice. And uh, hope you have a wonderful day and hope the listeners have a wonderful day as well. All right. Thanks, man. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye.